what's going on everybody? It's your man Surround Bell, live inside the black box where the culture is the content. Y'all already know what time it is. It's Saturday, so I'm about to hit y'all with a brand new interview. And I do this for the culture. So let's get into it. Yo, what's going on? It's your man, Sorrell Bell, live inside the black box where the culture is the content. Nothing before it and definitely nothing after that. Tonight, I got a crazy special guest in the building. I got my brother in here with me, Mr. Talk to Me, Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Swing On By, and right now, the song that's killing the charts, Mr. Aquafina. Poppy Chulo Tej is in the building. What's up, man? What's going on, bro? Hey! Good to, Good see to have you, you Good here. To... Hey, I'm glad to be here. Shit. Yo, so let me tell you something. You know what's dope about this interview? The fact that we're doing it is dope. Mm. But I was going to interview you a while ago. Bro, I've been, waiting. I've been waiting on this interview right. for a long time. So I hit you up to interview you because Chop put me on scene. and he was like, yo, you got to interview Tease. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I think you had a, um, you had your, I think you had a release party or at, um, at Town Square. Yeah, at the Milk Money store. I had yes. a release party there and I had um a show after hours at Club Lit. Okay. Yep. So you had the joint there and he was like, What y'all know about Teej? And he played me some of the joints and I was just like, I was like, who the hell is this dude? <laughs> Why haven't I heard of him? You know when you hear somebody so dope, you're like, wait, how come I haven't heard of him? Like, right. I was almost mad. I was disrespected. Yeah. <laughs> so I hit you up and I'm like, yo, man, let's lock this interview in. And you were down for it, and for whatever reason, time, schedules, yeah. it just didn't happen. The reason I'm happy with it now we is here. because <laughs> we are brothers now. Yeah. <laughs> Along so the it's, way. it's better. It's 10 times better. Way Cause, better. Because I had no clue about anybody at first when I got here. No. Nope. Like, at all. Okay, so let's let's talk about that, actually, because um, you come from San Diego, right? Right. Okay, you come from San Diego. What made you leave beautiful California and come to Vegas, where... We didn't even really have like a, a popping music scene. Right. Well, um rent is cheaper here. Rent is cheaper. The cost sure. of living is like way down here. That's one thing for me. And two, I was actually gonna quit music when I moved here. I was doing it more as a hobby and just still to like have fun and I was just gonna work. But um I ended up meeting some people, met my manager here, and um I made talk to me at the Shout time. Out to Zach. Yeah, Zach is Zach is great. But um I met Zach and I made talk to me at the time. And um, Tossing Me basically, like, rejuvenated everything for me and kind of saved what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. And you know that's yeah. one of my favorite songs of yours. That's everybody's favorite song, that's, man. That's my joint, that's man. That's everybody's favorite song. I remember yeah. when you performed it at um at Dreams Never Die. Yeah. I was I was in the middle of talking to somebody, and all of a sudden the beat dropped, and doom, I just... Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. It was just like... It was just... It was really like, yo, who is this dude? And it was my first time seeing you perform. Yeah. And... I was just in amazement, man. And thank you. I, appreciate I love that, that record. I love thank it. Thank you. You'll love the album even more. <laughs> ah, man. Okay, so you move to Vegas, you make Talk to Me. Um what okay, so when you put Talk to Me out, how was the response initially? The response was crazy because like yeah. up to that point I had never had like people interact with my music or I never had like folks message me and be like, yo, this track is dope, like this is crazy. And um, me and Zach really didn't know what we were doing. We were just taking shots in the dark at the time. And um, it was wild. People were sending me videos of them playing the song. 
and then um the song got spun actually at 93.3 san diego so that's when like shit got really really cool because like a bunch of my friends from back home are like yo your record's getting played on the, the local radio station here and that's when like everything really just started to like piece together and kind of rejuvenate the whole thing for me so instead of quitting i actually ended up rebuilding and rebranding my career by coming here wow so. how was that um you know having left your hometown coming here and you make a single and it, now you're hearing that the song is getting played at the crib it was it was great it was great to feel that way because i was happy that i left because i knew if i went back to california that meant that i was done and that meant that like everything was over for me so it was really cool to see like you see my hometown out of everywhere like support yeah. my hometown that if anywhere i want to get played it would be there talk to me was the Talk to me was the one that I wanted to get played back yeah. home in San Diego. And it's such a California song. It really is. It has that. And it, I didn't want to be a California rapper. I'm still not, but it had that kind of like that feel and that touch to it. Yeah. Yep. So. Dang man. Sorry. So you make that. Everything's going great. Does that prompt you to be like, all right, you know what? I can do something with this. Mm -hmm. Or was it just like that rejuvenation of like, you know what? Let's let's try to make another one and see what the people think. Bro. So like for the longest time. After I made Talk To Me, I spent so much time trying to top Talk To Me, and I couldn't, like, I felt like I couldn't do it. And, like, I just spent track after track after track, and I was like, dude, this is getting, like, repetitive. And so once I realized that I need to stop trying to top Talk To Me and just, like, make, make music. music like I was before, right. it'll just come. And then, um, dude, it's crazy. Actually, like, all my best songs, in my opinion, have come after a heartbreak. Like, what? Talk To Me came after a heartbreak. Spotlight came after a heartbreak. Um, yeah, Talk To Me and Spotlight both came after heartbreaks. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy came after a heartbreak. The one I just made, Red Rover, came after a heartbreak. So I'm like, all my best songs have come like from heartbreaks and shit. So I think that's where like I don't know what I'm able to channel during that time. But, hey, if I can get my heart broken at least one more time <laughs> to give me that platinum plaque, I'll that's do it. That's how you like, get on the billboard. That's it. Ladies, hey, yeah. I was going to tell y'all to stop breaking my man T's heart, but it seems like the more y'all break his heart, the more he break the charts. Man. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You got to keep breaking his heart. I mean, listen, <laughs> just keep... He's he's man, scumbag anyway. Just, just forget <laughs> it. Just forget it. Just break his heart. Yeah, just, yeah break my heart. I'm a horrible Break his person. before he break yours. <laughs> That's a lie. Oh, man. <laughs> But how is it? How is it that you get to write such uh, up tempo, upbeat, popular, catchy songs after a heartbreak? Most people would write more, you know, thought evoking or depressing yeah. music. You you come out with bangers. It's it's kind of weird, I guess you could say in a sense, because for me, really, I want to find I want to find the music that I can make for somebody if they were in that in that situation, you know. Like for for example, like when I'm like when I'm really really sad, like Cuddy, Cuddy helped me a lot. So I'm trying to create that music to help someone get out of their situation. So I'm like, hmm, what song could help somebody get out of their situation? So that's where I think it comes from. So, and the people love it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's. Hey, hey, I guess you just pop music. Well, not everybody, but majority, majority. Like pop music. So yeah. Yep. And you consider yourself a a pop artist. I've heard you say it on on numerous occasions. Like, yeah, I'm still I've heard a rapper. You say yeah. You're not a California rapper, <laughs> and you're a pop artist. Yeah. But I've also heard you say, and I've heard you spit, you know, in songs like "Winning," that you got those bars. I do. I still do. So when do you? Uh, how do you balance? Because I've heard the album. I've heard Spotlight. Mm -hmm. Amazing body of work. It's thank you. It's like hit after hit after hit after hit. And you said you strategically made it that way. Mm. 
Um, and even in the songs, you can hear the bars in there, but how do you know when, when it's time to give people the bars versus just giving them a full structured song? It really depends on what, what I feel like making that day, I guess you could say. Or oh, with this album, I just wanted to prove that like I can make a hit over and over and over again, and I know right. that I can. So that was my goal with this album as well. But um, as far as bars, it really it depends on the delivery or when when it's like when the occasion rises for it for on that certain yeah. track. So because on winning, you you went in. I tried to. <laughs> I tried you went to. In. I wanted to be able to keep up. Yeah, I wanted to be able because I knew I had like Ray. And Ray got bars. And he started Chop, the record off. Yeah, he started it off. So I was like, damn, I got to carry it on. Yeah. Um, I was new I was new to Artie. I didn't know he was going to go in like that. Artie still snapped regardless. <laughs> like, Artie did. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going I'm to tune. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> Artie took the belt for sure. And then Chop was on the hook, too. So Chop's, like, repetitive. So he's, it's, like, it's very easy for for his part to be someone's favorite because you're hearing it over and over again. And he right. still snapped. And then Mac at the end, too, with just the... The loop playing it backwards yeah. too, so it's like I love working with it all <laughs> the whole group, yeah. man. Was it uh writing your verse for winning? Did you um did you get to hear everybody's verse first, or you just heard no? Nope. Chop ain't let wrote... me hear a damn thing. Wow! So, so, so he just kind of told you like, look, this is the message of the record. Yeah, spit. pretty much. And <laughs> like, cause I knew Ray recorded first, and um actually the verse I have on winning was a verse I took from something else that I never released. Word? Yeah. It fit perfectly. Yeah, it did. It fit really, really good. So I was like, I'm never going to release this anyways. And plus, I like this verse a lot. So like, okay, why not? It. Yeah, we got to put it in there. So Wow. I'm glad you didn't cop the two seat. <laughs> what does that I'm, mean? What does that even mean? I was thinking about getting a two seat because I, I got my old Chevy when I came here. Like I brought mm -hmm. it with me and it finally broke down. So I was in the process of getting a new car and I was at the Toyota dealership and they had a two seat. These girls all in your Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just gonna put my business out there? You know, they all in your Toyota. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was the option between the car I have now, which is the Yaris, and a two seat. And I was some, I was leaning towards the two seat for some reason, but I didn't do it just because I was like, I got to be responsible and pay bills, and I don't, I really can't afford this car. I don't and you know knew you just gonna have too many people <laughs> in your car. <laughs> So you well, it's a good thing you didn't get it. That's proven to be true at sometimes. Um whatever you want to put into the universe. But yeah, it's I'm definitely to, putting it into it's the universe. It's proven to be true. So look see, this is why you keep getting your heart broken. Okay? Well, <laughs> I just wanna let even, you know that. I didn't even know anything. Just wanna let you know that. I didn't Maybe you should have copped the two seat. Maybe. The two seat probably would have been good for my heart. So mm. <laughs> But then we wouldn't be getting them hits though. Nah, so this, we wouldn't get those hits. The Yaris it is. <laughs> Man, shout out to the Yaris. For real, the Yaris, the Yaris is the secret behind all the hits. Yeah, the car It's yeah. all behind. It's the not car. even the heartbreak. It's the Yaris. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Toyota. Toyota need to cut the check. To yeah, Toyota man, I owe y'all some money. Gone. No, they owe you some money. <laughs> Shoot. So let's talk about these guys. You talk about uh, you talk about Ray. You talk about Chop. You talk about Artie Mac. Um, and most people know now are the Dreamers. Yes, Dream Team. So for someone who may not know who the Dreamers are or what it is that that embodies explain what and who the dreamers are and how it how did you get your involvement with them well to me well i'll start with love how i'm asking you questions like yeah. i don't know the answer <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you know you can say it over there but um how i got involved with the dreamers i remember i was performing at first friday and um chop was there at the performance and um he asked me could i take him to his car afterwards i was like yeah sure and so we were walking to my car and he was talking about putting this event together in a few months mind you i have no clue who ray was Artie, mac 
I knew you just because I remember you rode with Chop. Mm -hmm. But um, Chop was mainly the person that that show support came out to my shows and whatnot. So he was talking to me about the event, talking to me about Dreams Never Die. And that was like three months out, too. So I was like, all right, yeah, we still got time to prep for it and whatnot. And um, that's basically how I got involved in Dreams Never Die. Besides that, I didn't know about anybody beforehand. And um, But for people that don't know the Dreamers, you can call us a group, but we're not a group. But at the end of the day, we're a family still. You see one person drop, that means we're all dropping. So we're all supporting, we're all promoting, making sure that person gets the proper recognition. Uh, we're basically we're basically the proper representation of a group and how it's supposed to be ran as far as friends and family. Right. In my vision, at least. And these are some lifelong friends that have turned into family now. So pretty much, I love all y'all guys. Hey, love you too, man. Oh, that's a tear. Hey. <laughs> I'm not in here crying, y'all, just so y'all know that. Don't let them you know lie to y'all. Um, but no, I think that's a beautiful thing, man. I love... First of all, the group chat be just ridiculous. Man, the group chat. If people all, only knew, if the, if the group chat, if, if the Dreamers group chat was public, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, be, <laughs> we'd be in a lot. The of stuff trouble. we be sending, the stuff y'all be sending. No, don't say y'all. <laughs> it's y'all everybody. Don't try and single it out to one person. It's the everybody. Stuff, y'all, I'm not even in the uh, group chat. You I just I, I catch it every now. Okay, and Okay, we'll pull. Yeah, <laughs> I just catch it every now. So you got to lie now. But there was one moment where we was sending some stuff where it was like. It was getting out of hand. None you of know what I'm talking about. None of my business. Spotlight. <laughs> the album. None of my business. All right. All right, then. Man, so you dropping all these singles. Uh, talk to me. You drop Mr. Nice Guy with Ray. Cities go crazy. Then you perform it at Brooklyn Bowl with him. Yes. People love that record. Bro, I had tears in my eyes performing that track. And you know what's so crazy? Like when we saw, we saw the cover art. And, of course, we ate y'all alive. Yeah. And we was like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is going on? They got scars and cuts and... Got flamed from the get-go. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I can honestly say that we didn't see the vision properly how you guys saw it. Yeah. And we didn't know the story. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know it until I heard the record and I heard the verses. And I was just like, okay, it makes sense now. Yeah. Nobody you know, really knew. You talk about the night at Bellagio, and Ray talks about different things, and mm-hmm. it's cool. One thing I love about your music is that you're not afraid to put everything out there. The yeah. vulnerability into your music is just it's normally, crazy. Yeah, normally I don't get personal too. I share my life, but like normally I don't get too personal. On that occasion, I did because yeah. like I was looking for a release during that time. I was looking for something, anything to like cling on to and release, like just to get it out. Because I felt horrible during that time, dude. The whole like the end of December through January. I was a wreck, dude. I was horrible the whole time. Wow. Was yeah. it because just of the, the situation that went on? It was, yeah. It was because of the situation and constantly having to be around it. And then um, it was just a whole bunch of things factoring into it at once that were just like, just constantly like bickering at me. And it yeah. just all piled up. And then one day Ray came over and, came over and he said that um, he had a record. Left. Yeah, pretty much. Ray lived with me now, pretty much. But he just never left. Yeah, he came to the crib, and he was like, I had a record that I'm trying to put out Valentine's Day called Mr. Nice Guy, and he played it for me. And it had two verses on it. And I, I like, literally, after playing it and hearing, like, the concept of them, I, the concept of the record, I basically begged this man to let me get on it just because, like, I knew that was what I needed to, like, release, and that was what I needed to finally, like, feel like myself again. After making that record and being able to put it out and, like, Finally, being able to tell everybody like how I was feeling and what happened, I felt ten times better, yeah. like so much better. And then a yeah. response to it is because it's so great because people 
can relate to it. Yeah, and nobody likes to talk about that, like especially guys. Guys be all pent up in their feelings and not talking about shit, wondering why they got emotional problems and whatnot. Man, talk about your feelings. Let that shit out. There is no reason to hold on at all. But do you think it's uh, it's kind of tough though because, on one hand, like, you know, if you talk about it, then you know the public, yeah, they get now they they know they know your soft spot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, now we know what teach we make we know what makes teach tick, or yeah. we know what makes him sad, or we know what makes him, mm-hmm. you know, we know what makes his feelings work. Yeah. Um. Do you feel like? Do you feel like it's it's always easy to just put it out there or or not? Nah? It depends on the Mr. topic. Mr. Nice Guy is one of those titles where it's like, yeah, you it know? depends on because I've always come off at like I've always come off as a nice guy, always, and so on this record, Mr. Nice Guy, it wasn't difficult to put out. I was ready to put it out. I was really really ready to put it out just based off of people asking me like I because I disappeared from the group for a while. I disappeared from hanging out with friends, from recording on the album. Like, I took a break from everything. And it was needed, but at the same time, I wish that I didn't take a break because who knows what else I could have created during that time or mm. came up with during that time. So, but, I mean, everything happened in God's plan and God's time, so I'm not really not really regretting it or looking back on it no more. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm happy with the way things turned out. Cool, and now you're over it? Oh, yeah. It's water under the bridge? 100, yeah. Because I know with some people kind of kind of close to you, so... Is it is it tough to move on from things like that? It is. It is always tough to move on from things, but at the end of the day, like you gotta be an adult. I hate how much yeah. like that sounds, or like at the end of the day, rent's gotta it be sucks, paid. Right? Yeah, it sucks a sucks. lot. It's horrible, but at the end of the day, I mean, karma is a bitch, and it's already starting to bite some people in the ass. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say too much, but karma is a bitch, and I have seen. That. <laughs> hey, what happens in the dark? Will come to the light. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Have you seen the? Uh, I think they released the lineup for Life Is Beautiful. I have. I did see the lineup. They dropped that today. Yeah. Well, what you think? Um, I didn't buy tickets, so I'm. I might. I might pop. I saw Daniel Caesar's gonna be there. So yes. Daniel Caesar's gonna be there. So that's Travis I, Scott. Travis Scott. I definitely yeah. want to see Daniel Caesar though, because I missed his concert here. I was supposed to go, but yeah. I missed that. So I'm, I'm very very. That concert. I. I was upset when I missed it, man. We were asleep. So. <laughs> we were asleep. I wanted to go. The tickets were only $25. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think and it was I around missed, the time when we I had missed so 20... much stuff going on, though. Yeah. Like, I, I missed $25 had... Daniel Caesar. Like, yeah. In a couple years, Daniel Caesar tickets are never going to be $25 again. Never. Ever. Like, he's never. he's on his way to being a legend real quick. So. Oh, yeah. And then we got people like Miguel's going to be there. Did you see T-Pain's going to be there? I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't look too deep into the lineup. I just saw, like, the ones... That were highlighted and like some of the artists posting them. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited though. Yeah. How do you feel about festivals like that? Because you come from a city where, a state where actually they show a lot of love to the local artists there in their towns and stuff like that. How do you feel when, you know, Life is Beautiful lineup, you know, they don't... I've heard a lot of people outcry on like certain people who didn't get selected or um, mm-hmm. people they just looked over. What's your take on things like that? Um, my take, things aren't always going to be fair. Like, they always won't be fair. That's just how things roll, too. But um, don't get discouraged if someone gets snubbed or someone gets picked over someone, too, because there's always going to be opportunities to do other festivals or other things as well, too. So I'm not really not really looking too deep if I were, like, snubbed for it, because I didn't know you could apply to be on Life is Beautiful, so I never really put in the consideration for it. Shit, but I didn't know you could apply either. Yeah, I had no clue about it. But, um... 
Yeah, they'll get down about it, but yeah. definitely just, just keep going. Put your head down, grind work in, and get for it next year. You know. Yeah, it hurts though. It hurts. I know some of these artists who they they work their asses off. Oh man, yeah, not to comes. say like it does suck when you bust your ass for something and you don't get what you think you deserve or what you know you deserve in that fact. So I understand like the pain of being let down from that at least. True, true, true. But we got something that's not a letdown. June 29th. Spotlight. The album. The album. The album. My debut. I've been waiting for this. It is coming <laughs> out. Yes. All platforms. All services. How excited are you? I'm very excited. I'm kind of like, I'm trying not to listen to it because like for the last year and a half, I've been working on it. Just Some of the songs are that old, just from writing and whatnot. But um, I've been listening to it over and over and over and over again. So it's like, it's been getting repetitive in my head. I'm like, man, I'm fucking tired of listening to this. Yeah. So I'm like trying not to listen to it. Because like something that sounds watered down to me sounds like a fucking slapper to somebody else. Definitely. Just because like I've been hearing it a hundred times a day. So it's like I'm kind of like taking a break from listening to it and just like finishing up the last few songs on it and letting it roll from there but right now i'm taking a break from listening to it yeah even though i love the project overall i just don't want it to become played out to me but even though i know when it'll drop it'll become brand new to me because i would get to see everybody else listen to it and enjoy it oh yeah but and right now it's like perform all those joints off the album that you haven't yep i can't wait i just can't wait till everybody hears it i remember the night you played it yeah um and it was so crazy it was the night i, I believe i had an interview and i didn't think i was gonna make it mm-hmm and I was like, man, I want to hear the album, and I want to hear it with the guys, the gang, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, man, I want to hear it like that. They're the only ones to hear it, too. Y'all are the and only I ones. And I made it. Mm-hmm. And you play the album top to bottom, and it was it was just rejuvenating, you know what I'm saying? It was just mm-hmm. like, almost like a breath of fresh air, because I haven't heard the whole album. Yeah. And I know, like, you know, Mac and everybody else, they've heard certain songs, and mm-hmm. Ray probably heard the whole thing. Yeah, Ray, Ray live at the house, so he he been um, here. Yeah. But it was my first actually hearing, like, the whole thing, and I was just like, yo, like, you really made a great body of work. Thank you, man. And, man, like I said, you, it's like hit after hit after hit, and it doesn't sound forced. It's not like you you just tried to feed the radio. It was just like, you purposely made great records. Thank you, yeah. You made a collection of great records and you put them together. Mm-hmm. And it still tells a complimenting story. Mm-hmm. You know, and and what is the story of Spotlight? Like, what what is that about? What does it mean to you? Well, the story of Spotlight, man. This story is, like, near and dear to me, low-key, because it's, like, a representation of myself, actually. But um, Spotlight, so everyone hears it, and they just think, really, Spotlight is just a name that I came up with or stepping into a certain occasion. Spotlight is actually... A superhero that never got his chance or never had the skills adequately or got his chance to rise into that occasion every time he got his chance he got shot down or the timing just wasn't right so finally when basically if you want to look at it when the world was ending and it came time for somebody to save it nobody stepped up to the occasion Mm -hmm. and so that's how he gets his name spotlight he was the only one to step into it step into that occasion and rise to it and so that's how Spotlight gathered his name. And rather than all the other times he's tried and failed, this was the time that he actually did it right, pretty much. And wow. so, yeah, that's what Spotlight means. That, I never knew that. Yeah, so Spotlight, Spotlight is a superhero. So basically for me, like... So are you Spotlight? Yeah, I've tried, tried, and tried, and tried, and tried again. And I can never get shit to work. So I kind of feel like with everything going on, this is like my second chance to get things right. 
Damn. And like that, that's why everything is going so good as it is now. It's because like everything feels really familiar. Like I've been here before. Like I've been prepping myself for this situation. So once the spotlight arrives, it'll be time to step into it. I love that, man. Yo, I really love that. Thank you. Um, damn, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time like I've talked wow. about it. Like nobody knows what spotlight truly means yet. So, are you? Does it explain that through the album? Because not even knowing the story, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So when it comes out, are you going to explain that message to the people? I'm going to explain the message. The message really isn't talked about on the album. Mm-hmm. Reason being is. If you look at the, you've heard the songs. Each song, I went all out. Like I went all out as far as yeah. like, what can I get to pop? What can I get to sound good? And what can I get that I know people are gonna love at the same time? And as far as like the message, the message would have been kind of diluted if I tried to fit it in there. Mm. So I'd rather explain it by word and just show like I'm making hit after hit after hit on the album. Yeah. But at the same time, this is what I was like training myself to do. This is what I wanted to do. So that's why it's kind of like I'll have to explain it instead of rather than put it on the album. You got to write the story. Yeah, it's going to be you a gotta, comic book. You, you show me some dope <laughs> stuff. You show me some really dope stuff. Yeah. And I can't wait till everybody get to see it, but you have to write you have to write spotlight story. I love Oh no, I'm, I have it written out. It's just like oh, I know word? I kind of explained it kind of crappy, but like when, No, you you broke it, it down really good. When it, like a certain artwork that I have drops, it's going to explain everything. It's going to I can't wait. Thank you, man. I can't wait. The artwork is beautiful. Just know when y'all see that artwork, y'all don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Artwork's yeah. beautiful. Just make sure too, uh, if I could put this out there, make sure between like June 25th and July 25th, y'all just stop on Decatur and Flamingo and y'all look at the billboard on Decatur. Something's big. Is I'm not. I'm not gonna say no more than that. But June 25th through July 25th, y'all go look at the billboard on Decatur and Flamingo. That's it. Something. <laughs> something crazy is gonna happen. It's going to be crazy. Oh, the world is ending. Uh-oh. Yeah, phone phone done dropped. Yeah, I was on my live. Were you going live? Yeah, my, it said like 10%, so. Ah. Uh, yeah. You no, know, you got to hit the little thing, get it off the Yeah, screen. I had to get it out of there. Wow. All right, man, so we talk about, um, we talk about Spotlight, and I want to ask you this. You talk about trying again and again and working until you get it right. I've seen, you know, numerous tweets from you. I've heard numerous times that you've thought about kind of, I don't want to say hanging it up, but. You know, packing up and going back to San Diego. Oh, no, Diego. yeah, that, going back home was packing it up. You going know, back is, home that, was, yeah. is that a part of the process of, nah, keep going, keep going? Because I've heard you say multiple times where it's like, man, should I just go back to San Diego? Yeah. You know? It, I think, yeah, I think for everybody, like, if you experience, like, the lifestyle or, because this is a brutal-ass industry, like, it's brutal as hell. Yeah. But, In um, a brutal city. Yes, this is this city is fucking tough as hell. But, um... Yeah, going back home was basically my, like, all right, time to find a normal life type shit. And that's never what I wanted to do. I can't even so, picture you yeah, it's like, working a normal I, job. Like I can't picture myself working I'm a normal job. Imagine you as a job. mailman. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you got jokes today. Uh, shout out Ray. Shout out Ray. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, going back to San Diego was my out pretty much. And I knew that, like, if I, go, if I went on, back. Hold on. It's a good time to end. Okay, we good, we good. <coughs> but yeah, going back going back to San Diego was kind of my out. And I knew that if I were to leave that that was it for me and just like pack it up and like what can I do to live a normal life now? Yeah. But I think I've been doing this for a good amount of time now to where this is my normal life and I don't think I would feel right doing anything else really. So and I'm I'm hella comfortable doing this and I love it. It's like it's You're it's, dope yeah. at it. 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, you know, VH1 and songs charting. Yeah. Trying. I mean, you're killing all these stages. Oh, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I, think, I think I heard somebody call you Mr. First Friday. Yes, I got called Mr. First Friday for a while just because that was the only venue that would like take me or book me for a long time. Yeah. And um, I performed that first Friday for over a year and a half. I still do. Wow. Still perform there. But for like, like every month straight, I was at First Friday. And that's really how I got exposure here and got on because no other venue knew who I was or like was booking me at the time. So First Friday, I love y'all forever. That's, yeah. that's my family now. And it's so crazy to see an artist come into Vegas and take advantage of something that a lot of artists in Vegas laugh at. They're, I'm not doing First they Friday. They do, and you know why? Because First Friday typically doesn't book rappers. But at Definitely. the same time, if you want to perform there, you have to have clean music. Mm-hmm. A lot of these artists don't have clean music. They don't. They don't make clean versions of their songs. They just make one and drop it. That's the wrong way, bros. And so that's where I came to advantage. That's when like the talk to me's were cool. The spotlights were cool. My music was cool for that scene. Yes, and it worked. So that's you're a smart guy, Teej. Thank you. Thank Somebody's you. Somebody's at the door right now, but um, hopefully they got keys. It's probably Dawson. Nah, it was. A, it looked like a female through the glass. A female? Yeah. You got my attention. <laughs> oh, hey, listen. Well, it's the Rob Bell Show live inside the black box. Um, I'm a good guy. I'm not like Teach. So, just so y'all Bro, know that. I'm a great person. Well, Why are you trying to trash me? Well, like? we don't know that. You've had trying your heart broken several me. times. Why do they keep leaving? Trying to trash me. Why do they keep leaving? I was too nice. Mr. Mm. Nice Guy. I've been waiting too long. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> the pettiness never stops. It doesn't. It Group really checks, doesn't. Like, it doesn't matter. It does Person, matter door what, interviews. No matter what hours of day, what situation you're in, who you're around. San Diego, you, Las Vegas. You it, are always subjected to like experience some type of pettiness with any person in the group. Oh, my goodness. Are we going to experience any level of pettiness? I know we are. I can't even ask you that question. <laughs> July 21st. What you, what you mean by pettiness? Like uh, you, you always bring the pettiness. Your friends always bring the pettiness. <laughs> I'm gonna be petty at the biggest show of my life. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Your friends are gonna <laughs> I'm be excited. petty. <laughs> what y'all gonna do to be petty? <laughs> Not y'all, them. Oh, you always trying to group me with because them. You said friends. You're my friend, right? I'm your brother. Hey, yeah, see, I'm no. your brother. <laughs> oh, he tried. I'm to your snap. brother. He tried to flip it. <laughs> July 21st. Mm-hmm. Your biggest show to date. To date. You're opening up for Logic and Kyle. And NF. Don't forget NF. And NF. Hey, respect, respectable. I never yes. listened to his stuff until like till recently, but I like him. He's dope. Oh, he's super dope. Super very, duper very dope. dope. Now, one thing that people don't know about the Dreamers is that when we open up shows, Boy, we kill it. Boy, what? Boy, what? So how are you planning on killing this opening 30 minutes? Notice how he said when the Dreamers open shows. I won't be by myself. I'll be bringing some friends along. But but we're going to have some fun for this set. I got 30 minutes to do whatever the fuck I want. So I know you're going to go crazy. And they just got to sit there and watch me. But I got booked for a reason, too. So expect the show. Expect an experience. Expect to have fun. Um, especially, like, I, one thing I'll say if you're going to be there in the crowd, get your video and get whatever videos you want, but get off your phone, too, at the same time. You're there to yeah. enjoy the show. It's really dope getting videos and capturing the moments. Do that for a temporary time. Don't be on your phone, scrolling on Twitter. Enjoy the show while you're there. Because, I, yeah. I always wonder how that is for artists, like when you guys look down at the audience and you can see people scrolling. As you're rapping your lyrics. Yeah, because like, I've been in both situations. Some people don't do it on purpose. They're just 
on their phones and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But still, at the same time, you could be missing like a really dope artist. Oh yeah, that's on stage, like that you could be getting yourself put onto. And so yeah, just stay off your phone, enjoy the show. You're going out for a reason. Don't be on True. your phone, interact with folks. Like we bringing the city out. Oh yeah, I'm bringing the whole damn world. <laughs> Definitely bringing the city out. It's gonna be yes, crazy. Sir. I'm excited, man. It's gonna be crazy. Teach brother, I just want to let you know that I'm proud of you, man. I've only known you for a short amount of time, but it feels like it's been so much longer. For real, it really it feels has. Like it's been like a couple years now. That ass. <laughs> um, man, I'm just I'm proud of everything you accomplished. Every time I look up and I see something, something amazing from you, like the stuff you showed me today. I just, man, when you win, I win. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's a team effort. It just feels good to to be surrounded by, you know, talented, hardworking, humble, like-minded people. And um, I just want to let you know that I'm extremely proud of you. I can't wait to see everything that you release to the world. Um, I'm definitely excited for Spotlight. I can't wait for the people to hear it. I know the reception is going to be crazy. Thank you, man. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm excited for people to hear it, too. Yeah. I'm tired of listening to it by myself. <laughs> uh, are we getting more visuals? Yes, yes, a lot of more visuals. Aquafina? Um, Aquafina, yes, but uh, before that, we're actually going to have the Mr. Nice Guy visual coming up soon. Wait a minute. So that, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> and that one's going to be very complex. So. You guys are shooting a visual for Mr. Nice Guy. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that one. Like, when? I'm, like in the next month, we'll be starting. Oh, like, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be super fucking fun. <laughs> That's that's. Definitely I'm, I'm so want. excited to like bring my part to life. Like I'm excited for the song in general, but like I want people to like visually see because I'm I'm getting people to act. I'm getting like I'm getting I'm setting up all. It's like you'll you'll have to see like there's a whole bunch of shit that we're doing wow. that's gonna make it like really really cool and it's gonna bring like the story to life too. Even though I've explained it like a thousand times, and everyone's like, oh the fucking Omar roommate part, and I like I definitely got to do something very very like funny for that. Are you very, gonna go back funny. to Bellagio? We'll see. <laughs> ah, you can't give too we'll much see, away. Yeah. Can't give too much away. That's gonna be a crazy video. Yeah. For anybody who's listening and you don't know Teach and you don't know Ray, these are just two of the most creative, crazy, out the box thinking guys. So I already know the visual is gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be funny as hell. People are really get exposed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whatever that means from Mr. Nice Guy. I've been waiting too long. <laughs> Poppy Chulo Teach. Poppy Chulo Teach. Yo. So Rob Bell, we live inside the black box. Man, I can't thank you enough for being here. Um, June 29th. June 29th, spotlight that. It's going down. Yes, sir. It is going down. Are we having a release party, release show? Like what we um yeah, what we, we doing? Will, we need we, to we need to get right. I will be having a release party. It's gonna be at CMXX. So Ooh. we'll be throwing that. Okay. You heard it here first. Release party for spotlight is going yeah. down. We're bringing the city out. Yes, sir. As always. As always. Yes. No. Oh, we gotta celebrate. We're gonna celebrate For big sure. that night. Oh no, yeah. Um and I'm turning twenty one that night, so Oh my that's gosh. It. No more sneaking teas in the venues. <laughs> well, I gotta sneak in my own damn shows. Oh, that was <laughs> that night was pretty legendary though. Hey, we made it happen. We got in. You know, we, we did what we had to do. <laughs> not only did we have to get Tej in, but we had to get a few other people in. I don't know what you're talking about. I will not be associated in your terrorism hey. that you did by yourself. It wasn't me. I mean, they just the pushed the rack. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. I'ma just say they pushed the rack. They sure did. Whatever hey. that means. Take it how you want it. Take it how you want it. Poppy Chulo T is in the building. Yeah, Spotlight yeah. the album June 29th. Aquafina the singles out. Swing on by is out featuring Chop 808. Mr. Nice Guy is out featuring It's Ray, I guess. You got records with everybody. I know you on um on Chelsea's project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're <laughs> on it. She's why, on yours. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you're everywhere. I am. You're everywhere. And Every, then I heard the I new be. joint. Um, 
I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's coming out later on. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I was thinking that it's going to be called um, Millionaire. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. why. It's called Red Rover. Red Rover. Yeah. That's a hit. Thank you, bro. That's not... People ain't going to hear that for months. That's like, a hit. Because that's not even a part of the album. I'm working I on... I might just leak it. Yeah, you don't got it, so you can't you leak it. You never know. No, nah, you don't got it, so you, you can't leak know. it. You never know. Y'all going to stop this bullshit, Listen, man. you never know. Y'all going to stop. You never know. I'm not going to stand for it, because I'm a stand-up guy with my hands up high. I'm... <laughs> it's Rob Bell Show, live inside the black box. This guy's too much, y'all. <laughs> Yo, Ray. Hey. Ray, where you at? Well, I'm about to go uh I'm about to get on a video right now with Ray so he can he can hear this stuff you talking about it. <laughs> go ahead. He probably got his male uniform on right now. No, he no, he's on the couch chilling. In some pajamas with the feet in them. Watching huh? Netflix with the feet in with them. With the wow. feet in them. I'm not gonna let you do Ray like that. Kids. I can do Ray like that. He live with me, so but Damn. <laughs> Man, TJ was great having you in here. Yo, if anyone who wanna follow you and find you online, check your music out, where can they find you at? Uh, my aliases on social media are all the same. P-A-P-I-C-H-U-L-O-T-E-E-J, Papi Chulo Teej. On Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Tidal, whatever you want to look me up, it's T-E-E-J, Teej. And yeah, that's everywhere. Boom, that's it. You know how to find them. You know how to find the music. You know where to find me. Live inside the black box, as yeah, always. Yeah. Teej, thank you. Thank June you, 29th, brother. Spotlight. Spotlight the album. Yeah. Dreams never, never die. die. <laughs>